Hey all, welcome to our podcast from OK to KO, following our journey from an OK life to a knockout life. Every Sunday after breakfast, we'll be sitting down and having a chat and publishing it as a podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Morning, Kira. Hi. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Happy Sunday. Oh, yes. We made it. We're back to our routine again. Yes. I think we missed it the last three weeks now. So this is like... No. Yeah, 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 seriously. Yeah, I think the last three weeks we've done it on different days. I don't believe you. Well, I think it's true. But anyway, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. So, exciting stuff last night, eh? Oh, yeah. Come on, then. There you go. We are maybe a bit prematurely, but very excitedly... (laughs) booked a place to stay and work in in Bali at some point this year. Yeah. We're hoping that things will resume to some, um, to being able to go out and to go abroad. And obviously part of our big vision has been exactly. to work abroad. Um, so that is what we booked. Mm. Partially Abs- booked. We booked a place. Absolutely amazing. But it was cool because like that was, I think pretty sure on episode one was like, outlining what OK to KO was, and Bali was a massive part of that, right? Yeah, working abroad. Yeah, exactly. But specifically Bali. I don't know why, it was the first place we said we'd go, and like, which is weird, because neither of us have been there. Yeah, but I think it's been quite good to be quite clear about this is where we're going. And even with that clarity and specificity of like, oh, you know, you could get more specific than Bali, obviously, there's yeah, choosing where to go in Bali. But... Um, even with that, we've floated around loads of different ideas, mm. um, but we've always come back to Bali. And yeah, it's really exciting because it feels, it, well, it kind of feels like it's happening, but it's Definitely. also like, you know, kind of doesn't, I guess, because <laughs> <laughs> of the last year. Yeah. Um, no, that's true. There's, I mean, like at the moment it looks good because vaccines rolling out pretty fast. People our age are getting vaccinated uh, already, which is kind of amazing. What, less than well, one year? Well, you saw one person on LinkedIn who's a yeah, few years older than us who... He's one year older than me. Oh, really? Yeah. Who, um, who's getting vaccinated, has, is not a key worker, is not, has, doesn't have any underlying health conditions, so it's going fast, mm. which is amazing. Like, one, less than one year around lockdown, because, I mean, lockdown was 23rd of March, so we're coming up to one year. Um, and vaccines rolling out so it means we can probably be quite confident we can go away because we're looking at sort of august september time so yeah it's gonna happen um but that's exactly what a ko life's about right being able to take our work elsewhere and carry on the business and just live for a bit longer live for longer <laughs> uh, live, for, live away for a bit longer is what i mean yeah we wanted to be able to work remotely um so we've been really dreaming of this for a long time mm. a very like years um so i think when we get there it will feel um kind of surreal i think also when you, when you're actually doing things it never feels quite like how yeah. you imagine it because you're probably still struggling in lots, lots of different senses it's not just like ta-da <laughs> oh not. for sure yeah um so yeah but it, it's uh it's very exciting sure Mm. and like but you're so right to say that because like in your head when you fast forward 
you fast forward to like, I'll be earn, we'll be earning that much, our life will be completely fine, there'll be no problems in the world. If we're able to go to Bali and live for six weeks, it'll be completely fine, there'll be no problems in the world. And honestly, like, um, even the, where we're, the level we're at financially now is good. If you'd said to me like nine months ago, you're gonna be there in nine months, I'd be like, oh, fine, sorted. But like, I feel like we're just sort of like, just getting started and just hanging on. Well, we haven't had the, the duration to know exactly, if this is, if it's stable or anything like that, really. Yeah. It's still so early, so I think it's smart yeah. to be like, you know, it's still, Definitely. it's still early days, really. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, very yeah. exciting. We've been, we've been looking at Airbnb. I don't know if anyone else does this. Just like fantasizes about trips, just scrolls on Airbnb. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've got so many lists. So many lists. But it's true uh, because, um, you know, you think if you get to the stage where you can go and work in Bali for a bit, you're most of your, in your when you when you play that forward, um, you in your mind you think you're going to have it all figured out, mm. right? But like in my mind now we've booked that. I'm like. I'd need to figure out loads. Like, I don't want it. So, for example, issues that Bali throws up, right? One is potentially internet connection. Hopefully, we've got that with a nice place we stay at, and there are loads of co working spaces. Other issue that Bali, which you can't fix ever, is the time difference. Mm. So, Bali's what, eight or nine hours ahead? Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, well, if I need to deliver training to my, my guys and also, like, the agency that I'm running as well, that's both both the UK, most of UK stuff. So how do we, uh, you know, how, how does that work? Do I just work in UK time in Bali, which means most of my evenings are taken up? Do we find people to come and support us so that a lot of that's taken, taken off our hands? Like it adds, it adds to the, to the levels of questions really. <laughs> Like, so what I'm saying yeah. is in your head, you think you're going to have it all figured out when you get there, but actually you're like, no, I've got nothing figured out. This is like completely new problems that I need to solve now. And I think a lot of what we're doing is constantly problem solving, figuring yeah, things yeah. out. And the whole plan is to be able to work from somewhere else, which obviously therefore means you're going to be problem solving and figuring things out somewhere else as well, because yeah. that is what our <laughs> work true. is right now. Yeah. So, but you're right, for some reason in your mind you think, oh, it will just be steady, I'll be in a rhythm, and I just carry on the rhythm, but no, you're still gonna be um, figuring things out, I think. 100%, and it's like, and with our businesses, we've deliberately set up everything to be as mobile as possible, but even us, there's like lots of things to consider. Like for you and I, all we need is a laptop, decent internet connection, maybe a light, ring light for our face. Um, that's about it. But even for us, there's like loads of considerations to how to set up and move somewhere else and work somewhere else, uh, right? Yeah, but I don't think we'll ever know really what that entails until we do it. Until we're there. How we do it differently. There's every, every single thing that you do, we do. Yeah. Now, I think the further we're into it, and I think we've spoken about this before, the idea of a first pancake and that the first time you do things, it's never right, which is how... At the beginning, when I was starting out, that's kind of one of the ways that my mindset's changed. Because I think, oh, if I create something, that's it, done. Mm -hmm. um, whereas actually now I realise that's just a version of something. Constant and you're going to kind of, yeah. Mm. Um, so I'm sure it's the same with working abroad, working somewhere else, or not even abroad, working. I think there's something 
about having your physical routine mm -hmm. as well. Like I work in this spot, I go here, I'm not having to figure out any of like the lay of the land here. So my brain's just focused on yeah. work and all those different things are gonna be so new and I, I don't think we'll know exactly how to do it until we try it out and try again and again. So. No, no, for sure, that's so true. But it's really cool to know that like, you know, we're making progress in that direction. We're yeah. able to say, yeah, we can do this. It uh, still feels a little bit like a dream, I'll be honest. Well, it will do still until we're there, I think. Especially seeing as like, this is, honestly, this is probably the longest since, you know, possibly ever that I haven't been away. Are you serious? Definitely since I've been working. Oh, you used to travel a lot with me. I work. used to be all the time, like, you know, twice a month at least. So, Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so like, for me to think, like, first of all, that first time I step on, back on a plane is going to be glorious. I think something it does highlight is, I think something that the pandemic has highlighted to me is, is privilege mm -hmm. a lot. Obviously, it's a conversation Definitely. that's been happening a lot um, over the last year. But I think things like holidaying, the fact that, you know, we're like, oh, gosh, you know, wouldn't it? Oh, we really want to go away. True. It's like, just assuming that that's like a given, like you should be able to go away and that you can. Yeah, and exactly. actually like some people, loads of people have never even been on a plane. And it's just like how incredible that to have a lifestyle where you expect to be able to travel regularly. Definitely. Like um, that is what KO life is, though. Regular yeah, travel. I, I think it's just good to kind of appreciate that, you know. I think sure. especially like this last year has kind of drawn that up. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's interesting because I think also a few decades ago, I think mm -hmm. a lot of people are wanting to travel and are like itching to yeah. get away. And it's just interesting how, how um, for a lot of people, travel has become so normalised and a few decades ago it would have been like, no one, you know, you hardly ever travelled. Yeah. And so common not to have. And it's so interesting how things quickly become a staple of life. Yeah, I remember like my nan, because obviously I've spent quite a lot of time in Ibiza in my time. Obviously. And, and uh, <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking to you. So, but like, um, and I remember my nan telling me about when they went to Ibiza as a family. Yeah. And they literally, they drove down through so like for us it's like get to Luton or Heathrow and fly over and just get to Ibiza right? they drove down I don't know where it was to somewhere south of south of England and then took a cattle ferry mm. all the way or no maybe it was a ferry to Spain and then it was a cattle ferry from Barcelona to Ibiza and it like that trip I think just to get there must have taken them like I don't know three or four days mm -hmm. and you just think yeah that's Nan's lifetime I mean yeah she's 90 plus now but that's in her lifetime. That was how they travelled, mm -hmm. just to get to Ibiza. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah, and and actually, her husband's parents. So her, my dad's grandparents came over from Australia to the UK on a boat. Yeah, and my granny, I think, once travelled in the same way from really? the UK to India. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess I take your point. Travel, travel now is commonplace, but not so long ago. It wasn't at all. Yeah. And do we think about how long those trips would have taken and how, um, how, how big those trips are, how hard it was to travel on those trips. Um, and now the, the, the fact that it's just so interesting, it makes you realise, like, we're, like, all like, itching to get away. And it's, like, 
couple of de- few decades ago, but that would have been yeah. just not even a thing we would have been talking about. For sure. But also, wouldn't that change the way you... Uh, uh, that, I think that would change the way you viewed travelling, because sometimes, especially long-haul flights, right? <clears throat> and say, I don't know, maybe you have a few drinks and you fall asleep on a long-haul flight, and you wake up, and it's kind of like... Okay, that's weird. Like, it feels like I haven't, I've hardly been away or it's hardly been any time at all. And then you're just the other side of the world. Mm. Because it's happened so fast and so easy. Because mm. flying is so easy. It doesn't, it sometimes takes you a while to realise, okay, I am the other side of the world. I am in Asia. Or mm. I am in the US. And, um, like, if you're, t- if you're, like, three weeks on a boat, you would definitely believe oh, you're in Asia, right? That's <laughs> You'd true. be like, oh, yeah, I believe I'm in India now because it's taken me three weeks to get here. That's so true. <laughs> Yeah. I just wonder what that does to your psyche, actually. Places that should... And even, you know, before the invention of trains and so on, like, the, how long it should take a human yeah. being to get from one place to another in terms of spatial awareness. Yeah. How does that change our spatial awareness when we think everything is I don't so know. close? I mean, I'm yeah, I don't know. As a species. It definitely... You definitely... The more you do that travel thing... And the more, especially if it's for work, the less, the more you take for granted, like, the ability you can have to go and see loads of other places. I mean, the, the levels of moodiness on, like, classic inter-European business routes, but, like, business flight routes, moodiness is through the roof just because people are, like, so used to it. They don't, mm. there's never an appreciation of, oh, we're going to Amsterdam or, oh, we're going to Milan or, you mm. know, it's like... Business trips are different though, aren't they? They are a bit different, obviously, yeah. But, um, I definitely felt like that um, getting a Eurostar to Paris oh, yeah. from London because the stations are quite old as well in terms of the mm. outside facade. So you walk into one and then you come out another, what, like, how long is it? A couple two of hours, hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. Which is like a pretty standard train journey just from one part of the UK True. to another, except you're suddenly in another country and you're like... This just feels like I've just been on a train from like I don't know London to Birmingham. Yeah, and what's amazing about um, that though is that yeah, because you in this you end up in the center in the center of the yeah. city. Yeah, exactly. And I found that really like mind-boggling actually <laughs> when we got the Eurostar. I got the Eurostar before years and years before, but I I don't. It was a school trip. I don't remember this. But when we went, um, I definitely remember being like feeling that kind of surrealness of like definitely. Paris now? What? <laughs> and then, so anyone, anyone that doesn't know, Eurostar is, the, is a train that goes literally from the centre, King's Cross centre of London to the centre of Paris, Gare du Nord in Paris, which is kind of amazing. Mm. Although, absolutely, they need to be bailed out, you know, the Eurostar. What? Yeah, because they've, they've had no, uh, the, but the business itself has been bailed out because they've had no travel, basically. And oh, even gosh. when they have been allowed to have travel, they've had to like, you've got like one person because of social distancing the capacity yeah that makes sense i mean how was it how any travel yeah i don't know being bailed out basically oh gosh yeah scary i don't it's going to be um i think the repercussions are going to be far-reaching and ongoing for a a long time aren't they unfortunately so yeah um but so i think there was there was a topic to this this week so obviously we've been we've we've got this trip that we think we're going to go on because it's booked um, and that got, what that got us thinking is like, 
so that gives it, what did we say? It was about 20 weeks away, right? More or less. Um, and uh, so that means that we've got that time to basically find support in our business. Yeah, so a little bit what we touched on earlier about thinking about the realities of working on a... It's more mostly the time zone, I think, in a completely different time zone. To keep the, the service level to your clients or... Yeah. Right. Um, the reality of how... What that's going to be like, what we want it to be like, what we want the experience to be like on the other end. Yeah. Making sure the, the same quality of service is upheld. You yeah. know, like, we're like shattered at 3 a.m. <laughs> and they're like, this is rubbish. <laughs> We're giving them a Zoom chat and they're like, you know, it's not up to... So how, how to make it continue as seamlessly as possible. And also we want to enjoy our time while we're away. So... That also looks amateur, doesn't it? It's like, it's, oh, okay, they must be doing well because they're in Bali, but then the service levels just drop through the floor. They're just on holiday. They don't really care about us. Exactly. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I'm kind of worried about, mm. I think, of it seeming like they're an afterthought. Yeah, which they never ever should I really be, don't, yeah. Um, so in order to, to be very aware of like how are we going to put in place structures to yeah. make sure that, it's still upheld, really. It's like putting pillars into it, you know, yeah. like making sure it stands up. And currently, each of our businesses have one pillar, which is us. Yeah, yeah. And we need to add other pillars to it. So even if we're not doing it right now, we need, we're aware that we need to kind of input this <clears throat> fairly quickly mm. and bring all of that out. I would say something you've done, which has inspired me, which I think is really smart, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't see the value of it straight away, is you've positioned, you've created a separate brand, which is not you. Mm -hmm. So you've now got the Empowered Actor Studio, which is like, seriously cool. Mm -hmm. It's a really nice brand. And it's kind of genius because it basically can live with that, with or without you. Mm -hmm. uh, which I, I, I didn't see. I didn't see the value of that straight First away. First of all, it was like, so what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is what I get when I have an idea. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but it's a great idea. And uh, it's kind of inspired me to do the same and put, mm. put Launchpad front and centre. Which is going to be I mean, it's something Academy. to think about, actually, um, if, anyone, if anyone is listening to this and is doing something, I think we both started with just ourselves. Uh, my My... Tag my Insta handle and brand is acting with Kira. Yeah, mine's just my name, so. And um, I think it's a really nice, simple way to get going. But something I think is if that you are the centre of what you're doing and you're, you want to scale and you are the face of it, then you, I don't think you can take that away. You will continue to be the face of it. Yeah. Unless you... And for myself, that's, that might be exactly what you want. For myself... Uh, going forward that's not I don't want to be in the center of it all yeah yeah no but also it just makes perfect sense because yeah fine the clients that have come on like um honestly speaking the clients that have come on to now and that have been with me the whole time I it'd be very hard for me to start moving them away but new clients moving forward can be launchpad first me second mm. and then we can have other trainers we can have other contact um yeah, I think it's really smart, to be honest. I don't know, because, I mean, you've got your own Insta handle for 
the Empowered Access Studio and, and stuff like that. I don't know if I'll fully go down that route, but mm. I'll definitely give it its, its own web presence, definitely its own LinkedIn profile page. Um, I would just grab the handle. Yeah, maybe. Whether you use it or not, it's a good idea. you have the choice. I just build, building Instagram is so hard though. Yeah, but if you, do, if you don't if you don't want to do it, fine. But you own you, yeah, you have the true. handle, and then it's if you do point. want to do it, three years down the line, which I probably will. It's going to be annoying if you're like, ah, oh, the name's gone. Yeah, it's a good point, and it costs nothing to take the handle, does it? Because that's something you want to ideally have the same name cross platform, so people can easily search for you. It's about one. it's about searchability, isn't it? That yeah. it's about searchability. I mean, like. That's why I did the Instagram, to be honest. I was like, right, I'm getting a website for this. I've got it. Um, and then I was like, oh, oh yeah, I should probably should do Instagram because that will be annoying if it goes. Great, they have it. And then I just started using it. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's smart. But I, think, I must say, I think that's a really smart move, building a brand which is separate from yours. I still think, look, I would say, again, you know, your tip to build a brand around, not around you, I think also you need to build your own brand as well. I think it's really smart to build your own brand. It's not, it's not a tip, it's just like more of an awareness thing. Because yeah, yeah. you might want it to be like, look, I have my own method of this, and I really want to teach this um, coming from me. Loads of people do that. Yeah, There's yeah. so many people whose brands are them. Yeah, but my point, my point is, yeah, of course that's true. But even if you do have that, you still need your own brand, mm. is what I'm saying. Mm. Because people buy people. And mm. people, are like, especially on platforms like LinkedIn... Your, your, like, the Empowered Actor Studio page on LinkedIn, it's very hard to do anything with that. LinkedIn, you have to be yourself, really. Mm. I'm obviously a bit obsessed with LinkedIn. It's not all about LinkedIn, but... Um, yeah, I think also um, there's nothing to lose from also having a personal brand as well as there. Exactly. And, like, kind of building that up as well. It's, yeah, I, I think it's valuable. I mean, I look at what Taki's done, Taki Moore... Basically, everything's his brand. He's got this million-dollar coach thing. He's got Black Belt as well. But really, everything's him. But he does have those other things which sort of... I think most business coaches are... Them first, mm -hmm. yeah? Yeah, I think you're right. But they do have a, an academy name or a, pro, a program name. They have a program name, but mostly it's them. I think for me... Um, the way I envisage what I'm doing going forward is different in structure to the way that I see right. business coaches being done, which is why it makes yeah, sense okay. for me to not, to have a name which isn't a, a personal name. Yeah. Um, because I, I want to have different contributors Completely. to it. I want it to be a different thing. So I think it's really thinking about the structure of yeah. what you want to do, but I don't think it has to be like a, but you can change. Like I've, I've now still used my acting with Kira and I've got yeah. that. And I've seen, I think I also saw other people doing that. Mm -hmm. I've seen influencers who have built a huge following mm. and then they have created a brand where they sell products and they still post really regularly to their influencer <clears> page. <throat> and then they also have in their bio, their other page. And obviously they're built, it means they've got their influencer page also yeah, signposting yeah, yeah, yeah. people to mm. their product page. So I guess I kind <laughs> of saw that and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, no, I think that's smart. Obviously, it's more work, but like, it just, it just feels good. It feels better that way. Also, when you maybe start out, you know, like the whole like passive money, 
Mm. And, you know, everyone says, like, earning while you sleep and all this stuff. These are, like, the buzzwords you hear when you're starting yeah. out. You just saying it is more work. The reality is, like, this is your work. You know, like, you're going to just be constantly doing yeah. anything you can. Your mindset changes. Like, I'm just going to do anything I can yeah. to help it get better. You're not thinking... Yeah, you, you might be thinking, how do I minimize work in terms of how do I work more efficiently? But you're not thinking about cutting things out, are Especially you? not for me. Like, I completely agree. For me, I think I've said in my mind, like, five years. So this is year one. In my mind, I've said five years, I'm going to work harder than I've ever worked before. Which, at the moment, is definitely true. Like, the length of time we're working, we don't really do much else. Um, but my hope is that after five years... A lot of the stuff is automated-ish. And, and when I say automated, I don't necessarily mean that. I mean with a team. Mm-hmm. Like a really talented a team of people. strong infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's kind of... And I think that's also one of the things we wanted to look at now. It's like... Good segue back to topic. Well, yeah. How, like, <laughs> what pe- like what roles... What are the first roles you'd look to bring in to support you? I guess is the question. Hmm... I think maybe a, a regular coach. Interesting. Maybe. So what, someone to coach your, mm-hmm. your guys, yeah? Mm. How, where would you find that person? I don't know. I think my network's growing. You've got a great network. Of and um, I'm meeting more people. Yeah. And which is really cool. It's really fun. I think, I mean, the idea is I really want more, like, we had our first guest uh, coaching session last week, which yeah, was awesome. amazing. Yeah. Um, and I really want more of that anyway. So, I mean, maybe that isn't someone <laughs> I recruit then. Maybe I just carry on with guest coaches and the person who I'd want would be more support, mm-hmm. like customer support and onboarding help. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So what, like sales? Yeah, sales and then... Cost like support in terms of um, Facebook, Facebook group answering okay, any yeah, questions yeah, yeah. as well, and um, um, emails. Yeah, see, that's a role I'm looking to to go for pretty soon. I'm 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 calling that sort of like a head of membership. Yeah. So, and the way I see that role is, I don't want to, I don't want to tell them what to do. I just want to tell them what I, the result I want them to have. And that is that I want them to create an environment where everyone's engaged. And so that means if they have a, if a member has a question, they either funnel the question to me or they can answer. If someone's not come to a few trainings recently or if we feel like, or they haven't had a one-to-one for a while, they get in touch with that person, they're proactive. So like tasking with the goal of membership engagement and then see what they... I think that's how, great. How they take, yeah, how they I love take that. the role, really. I love that. I think that's really, really cool. Even things like um, maybe every two months, like feedback forms exactly. get sent out and then they can collate the information, like what could be better because... I think that's a great point. We, we really want, obviously, the sales aspect is crucial to make it work, but... Retention. Uh, yeah, and actually, like, people really getting value and find finding like this is really helpful or mm-hmm. it's lacking in this area it'd be great if it had that too um yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really cool, actually, if someone could collect that. And even like you were saying with the emails, if it was, you know, here are all the emails from the day and you just get them all in one go, so you can just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, exactly. Go through them. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think it needs to take that long. I don't think it's like a massively, uh, you know, it's, it's more like, it's two things. It's obviously the admin side of that, of that job, but also like having someone else with a bit of headspace thinking about, okay, how can we keep these people engaged? Mm -hmm. Because honestly, that is probably the thing I struggle with most right now is when do I have the time to sit, take a few steps back and look at the whole thing and say, how can we improve this area? Just, there's no time. Like it's meetings all day. And then weekends is like catch up work. So there's no, so I think like, that's how I'd want to work in terms of hiring. Like give people the result that I want them to get rather than the tasks I want them to do. So would you want that person to also cross over into sales? No, I think, no. I want that person to take over as soon as the, person, the, the member comes on mm. board. Mm. And for now, like it'll be a while till I hand over the sales, I think. Mm. Just because I, I teach that, so it's good for me to keep my teeth sharp. Yeah, that makes if sense. that makes sense. Absolutely. But one thing I am um, bringing in I think that's good, actually. That, that makes the sense. You're constantly actively engaged in that thing because yeah. it, things are changing all the time. Like, yeah. um, for example, right now, the iOS update, <laughs> yeah. which is um, changing its relationship with Facebook Pixel and everything's in a little bit of a flux. So yeah. unless you're kind of on top of things, things technology is always changing. Mm. So you could get attached quite quickly, very quickly. But um, that is a one before the mem head of membership role. I'm bringing support in to do not support, but like working with someone to take another go more formally at Facebook ads starting next uh, month because that's just going to take a lot of my time is spent right now reaching out to people to generate leads, which is great. But um, if that process could be automated more, that would be a really nice next step I think yeah that would be really nice but yeah absolutely um, so yeah I think I agree with you yeah I can absolutely see the value in that I think that would be a huge a huge support it's definitely an area which like you say those under siege right now with iOS 14 oh so, sorry I meant I meant the management part Oh, nice. Um, Facebook ads, yeah, of course, it'd be good to have an expert. But at the moment, it does feel like it's in a bit of a flux, even if you are an expert. Essentially, um, I don't really understand the ins and outs of it, but I think you need when you have a pixel, you need to verify it on your website, on your domain page. So if you have a pixel which is on a page, let's say, for a, a platform that hosts your course, yeah. it isn't actually your website, there's, you can't verify it. Yeah. So all of those platforms... Um, Kajabi, Thinkific. Typeform, yeah. anything like that, which, you know, we, we, we use those things because they're great. Yeah. Ultimately, like, there's no way we could c create something at all which is so user-friendly and has such a great support team. I think the value of these sites is amazing. Um, but they're all, like also trying to navigate it and just seeing what happens because it, it's affecting part of their service. <laughs> so, I mean, like, everyone is, like, kind of like, what's actually going to happen? It started happening, by the way, as well. I've seen the, the message that's going to pop up. Someone posted it on LinkedIn. 
And it's just, it, you know, the way it's phrased is, it's just no one's going to click allow. Basically, it's going to come up and say, um, Facebook's been tracking your activity in the background. Do you want to let it continue to do so? And the options are no, or allow app to keep tracking me or something like that. Everyone's just going to click, click, click no. And um, to be fair... And it should be. Probably, yeah, it's, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. Okay, it's not great for sales, but <laughs> if we're thinking about, you know, uh, what's good for people, mm. you can't really argue with it. I think probably when we look back at it in a couple of years, it's going to be like, I can't believe the level of tracking that was going on. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, I mean, we're, we're, we're still really new to it and I think we've gotten into it a bit more and then we've gotten into something like we haven't been very cons completely consistent with our Facebook yeah. ads journey um but I do think you can't <laughs> argue with the fact that like them being more transparent yeah about the tracking and giving people the option is obviously a good thing it's got to be long term it's got to be right yeah yeah I agree um, but in terms of businesses which have been kind of built a big part of their structure is those ads. I'm sure it's a very stressful thing at the minute. Oh my God, I can imagine, yeah. Um, we haven't cracked ads, so it isn't really affecting us that much. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, am, I am a bit confused, to be honest, if my ads are running correctly. But... <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you're like a Facebook, because I'm like, okay, I think I just about get it. And it's kind of got this message here and it's like your pixels going here. I'm like, I, I guess that's okay. I'm just going to assume that's all all right. Don't really know. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, the good news is, even uh, though it's a while till we go away, I reckon about this time in the UK, it starts to get... There's usually like two or three weeks when it's like ridiculously hot really early in the year. And I feel like... April. Uh, yeah, and I feel like that combined with a bit of lockdown easing is going to make it feel like a completely new world. It's going to be really nice. Oh my gosh, it's going to be wild. Pic picnics in the park. Yeah. It's a very English thing, that. Is it? I think so, yeah. The picnic idea. I, I do think it's going to be quite an emotional summer. Yeah, yeah, same. Of just like seeing your friends and giving them a massive hug and seeing family yeah. and giving them a massive hug and like this like release of tension, which mm. we've all kind of been carrying with us all the time of awareness of how close we are to people and do we have our masks on. It's just an added thing to be thinking about, which, you know, you're not, when you can let that go, you'll probably be like, ah. Oh, I think it's a great point. to think twice about it. That person coughed and we're all vaccinated. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. That'd be really nice. Yeah. Because there is still a thing, like, you're constantly walking around the... Like, pe like, people walking in the middle of the road to avoid other people on the side of the road and stuff. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, it's just a constant thing yeah. that's kind of quietly ticking over in your mind. And when that doesn't... You don't have to. I think it will just be like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts? That... If all goes to plan, it's very exciting. It is. Um, I guess part, part of the, like, it's the surrealness of this year of kind of envisaging being somewhere else and also something that we've been dreaming of for a while. Yeah. It's kind of like, is that really real? But also probably a little bit of self-preservation in terms of things have, we've thought things are easing up before 
<laughs> I know we didn't have the vaccine then. And then it went so the opposite true. way. So there's that self-preservation of like... Very true. Um, if it happens, if it that'll happens, be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. Like just the nothing is certain anymore. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been for about a year. Like the amount of plans that have been made and cancelled is just crazy. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I feel good about these. But um, what I find interesting is like literally you dream about something for ages, then you sort of, it starts to come reality. And then I know this is just me, but like then I start thinking oh, wow, I need to change lots of stuff. I need to get that stuff ready so kind I can enjoy it. Kind of scared. That. Very scared, yeah, because you're like... I'm not ready. I'm not I'm ready. I'm not ready for the dream. Which is weird <laughs> because it's just, it's a really interesting experience. Do you feel like you're not ready, like you don't deserve it yet? Or... Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I feel like I will by then. Mm. <laughs> I hope so. Um... But it's like, you know, every, like you said to me in the car the other day, it's like, you know, this business, this business thing, this entrepreneur thing, it like, it only works if you are focused on it intently all the time. And then even then, sometimes it doesn't work. So like the thought of like messing and like fortunately at the moment, because it's locked down with a very simple life, you can focus on it all the time. So I guess it's the fear of like, oh no. Dropping the ball. Mm. I think um, just to quickly touch on that, we were chatting about sales and how I found it mad, actually, how I feel like I'm doing the same thing in situation A and situation B. Let's say situation A goes quite well, situation B not so well. And I feel like um, from an outside perspective, I'm doing exactly the same, output's the same. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's different is in situation A, my mind is like, <laughs> Come on, this has to work. In situation B, I'm like, I feel I'm chill. I'm thinking about other things too, but I'm still doing the work. Situation B doesn't work. Yeah, it's weird. And I'm like, what is that? Do I have to be that level of like? It's like my mind has to be so focused mm. in order for it to work. And, and you found the same thing, and it's yeah. it's really interesting. It is. So, like, what else is the difference? So, I'm pretty sure I did the same <laughs> thing apart from being like wired about it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do, yeah. It's really interesting. Anyway, lovely <laughs> chatting to you. Anyway, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> what was your final thought? Um, that, that it makes me scared. Mm. That although it's really exciting, it also makes me scared. But I think that's the drive, right? Oh, yeah. That's the drive to keep That's improving. why the infrastructure needs to be there because I think we can foresee mm. that obviously we're going to want to relax when we're in the sunshine in a, in a beautiful country and a beautiful place. Yeah. We're going to want to unwind a little bit. Yeah. And if we had felt in ourselves that things really click into place only when we are have this mental like uh, laser focus that's kind of on all mm. the time, and that's what how we want to be when we're there mentally, then the only way that things are going to work is if we have someone else also supporting. Mm. I think that's it, really. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And someone that wants to, like, that's a leadership thing, but someone's got to be engaged as well. You've got to want to help give the the same level of input and engagement that we do and care. Mm -hmm. Well, nice chatting to you. Thanks for listening. See you next week, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week.